0: Joining us now at our studios is uh, Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator Ben Martig. Good
1: morning. Good morning. Good Jeff. morning, Jeff. Yeah,
0: thank you so much for coming in today.
1: Absolutely. Uh, we're
0: getting ready for another blast of Arctic winter. Some snow coming our way.
1: Are you sure about that, Jeff? I'm <laughs> sure about that. I, I think the newscasters are the guys that are like trying to predict the weather it's just gonna be wrong this time they forgot that the tulips are coming yeah well, they coming sometime
0: yeah that's that uh that they will come uh around the no mo may so <laughs> okay put that one on your calendar yeah there how, you go how is our yeah i guess we've had a little bit more snow than we normally do but yeah. not all that much everything's working okay with the budget we're still we're not in danger of running over yet
2: no, I don't. I don't think at this point. Although it feels like a, probably an unusual year, which it probably yeah. is in some ways, I think this is probably not completely unusual from what we've seen. But probably not. It's all a matter of accumulation over a period of time. Uh, so we're you know, in the fairly much in the new year, um, mm-hmm. but it's kind of how it plays out the rest of this winter and then into next winter, since our budget year is a calendar year.
0: All right, let's get into uh, last night's meeting. Uh, You had, uh, starting things off, you got your quarterly report from Police Chief... From uh, Mark Elliot, for the police chief. Um, we're going to do be with Ben here. Yeah,
1: get, so nobody can see this. I'm, I'm either looking to Ben or I'm pointing at Ben. I'm like, "You got this."
0: <laughs> you got this. No, Mark Elliot was in last night and gave you your uh, police report. Let's uh, let's uh, talk about what you heard.
2: I think that uh, Mark's going to be in here tomorrow. Is what Rich told me. <laughs> he could probably get into it more. I would. My general yeah. takeaway was it was a pretty quiet quarter. I think it was from. From one year, it was a slightly higher crime statistics, the other year, slightly lower. So. Um, I like to think of the police department, no news is good news, I guess, from the police department. So it's my general takeaway, but Mark can get into detail with you uh, with that tomorrow. I didn't
0: realize, yeah, Mark is on the schedule for All tomorrow,
2: right. so we'll just talk to him
0: about that, get yeah. the, uh, get the uh, report.
1: I would just say, Jeff, it's just really great to have him there and giving the, the council and the community in a sense. I know that he's on here too, and that's wonderful, but it's great to give some data points uh, and to be keeping track of that data so that we can be looking at it to see whether or not from a policy standpoint, whether or not we need to make any changes. And I'm sure his department and city staff are doing that all the time as well. But the council doesn't really get those types of presentations usually. And so this is new, and it's, it's just a, it's a great tool.
0: Good to hear it. Good to hear uh, You also uh, got a presentation last night regarding No Mo May. From the uh, city of uh, Northfield, what uh, what do you do with that? What, let's tell us about the presentation and uh, where that's going to go.
1: Yeah, so that is something that is uh, being filtered up to us. There are some advocates in the community that have been talking about this, and other cities around the state have been uh, implementing this to varying degrees, is my understanding. Uh, the EQC, our Environmental Quality Commission, also received a presentation, and it gives that opportunity for cities. To I think we need to amend our ordinance that gives it uh, uh, residential property owners or even the city as well, gives us that opportunity to just not mow our lawns during the month of May. Uh, There's lots of studies that have been proven that it's better for pollinators, so your bees, it's better for birds. Um, lots of other things. I don't have all of those right here in front of me, but it's, it's better for the environment, and it's a small, it's really just a small gesture, I think. It's just one month. It's not mandatory, so you can choose to do it or not or choose to maybe just mow less, um, but it's better for the environment, and I'm just really pleased that they were uh, presenting this opportunity for us as a council to see if we wanted to go in that direction, and it seems like it was received pretty favorably.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, I I think so as well. I tried that last year uh, with uh, some people in our neighborhood and got through most of May. Uh, you know, you, you, you have to, by the end of May, it's like, uh, you yeah, know, if I don't mow it now, <laughs> the lawnmower's not going <laughs> to make, make it. it yes. But, you know, it really depends on what type of spring you have and such. So mm-hmm. those are kind of rant, uh, arbitrary dates, but it's, uh, the, the theory, the thought behind it is good because that yeah. is good for pollinators, uh, mm-hmm. Pollinators. so.
2: I would say too, so. Jeff, what you just did with your neighborhoods part where the talk talked about too is is it's it's getting people to understand that they do have control over their yard and they do have Mm -hmm. an impact to the environment and so getting you to think more you know in other ways that you can maybe do plantings and things with uh, natives uh, to help the the bees in particular and the the birds I guess that are really becoming um, endangered or uh, as we kind of watch what's happening uh, Mm -hmm. with their populations.
0: Yeah, that was, uh, by the way, that was Terry. Terry Terry (laughs) Knight was the one that did the rallying in the neighborhood to to Dutton Bow, and I'm sure she'll probably be doing that again. Uh, Let's uh, move on to the regular agenda. You had approval uh, of a uh, redevelopment grant application to a deed. Uh, Tell us about that. It involved uh, some type of grant. What would that grant be for?
1: Yeah, so this is an this is in uh connection with our Fifth and Water Street redevelopment. This is a grant that Deed offers twice a year. And uh this particular grant that the city council gave direction on last night was for up to two million dollars, I believe, in grant funds to help us with property acquisition demolition of buildings soil remediation geotechnical studies things like that um, that we're looking at with regards to the fifth and water street redevelopment and just a really um, gosh when was that back in november or october when we had uh, commissioner grove and uh, governor waltz here in town i know commissioner grove took a walking tour of our downtown and it was just really great to have them in our community and for them to know and understand what cities around the state need and are looking for and just this is a great opportunity for us as a community
0: is that uh y- you mentioned up to two million dollars what's the time frame on that would that happen this year uh when do when do they award those grants and I, I, my guess is that it's pretty competitive
2: yeah. Um, our community development director indicated, uh, this year I think is when they would make the determination. And I think next year is probably when they'd be used. I, I would say, I think they, they do the the $2 million would be a pretty big number, probably in the, the amount of state funding. Uh, they, I think he said they allocate uh, a portion of that to greater Minnesota, which we would qualify for. And, um, redevelopment doesn't happen, maybe quite as much in the greater Minnesota. Sometimes it all depends, but, um, but they're competitive. I would say you probably typically see in the awards more in the six figures, um, so hundreds of thousands of dollars, probably not in the millions, but you always apply high because you never know what might happen. So we're, we're putting that in. We also know the project's emerging, so the details are a little bit fuzzy. But we do know we're going to be doing a redevelopment coming up, and like the mayor said, um, we know there's awareness about that with DEED as well. So um, we think we'll be in a good position to get some funding, but uh, we'll, we'll throw our uh, name in the, the hat and see what we get.
0: You've been working on this uh, redevelopment for Quite some time, more than a mm-hmm. year anyway, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Where are we at in in that process? Are we still, I mean, are we a year closer now to, to breaking ground, or is that still a few years off? Mm-hmm. What? How many hoops do we have to go through, or how many items do we have to check uh, check off the uh, checklist? Yeah. A lot. <laughs> a lot.
2: <laughs> it's yes. still in the
0: very preliminary stages?
2: Yeah, this is a really a planning year. We, we mm-hmm. just came off of that work session with the city council that we talked about the other week, and... Um, That'd probably be a good one. If people want to do a recap, they can go Mm -hmm. kind of watch that. But I would say this year's a planning phase. The council gave some, got some review of some plans, and so our consultants now, after that presentation, kind of got the Mm go-ahead to start doing engagement with the community. So we'll be doing that this year and hopefully getting into some design, and maybe we'll see things start to happen next year.
0: All right, looking forward to that. Uh, Also on the agenda last night, uh, you uh, considered a motion ordering alternative urban area-wide review. No idea what that is. Please enlighten us.
1: So I'll go. So it's short for AUAR. Try and mm-hmm. sing. It's like Peter Piper picked a up. <laughs> right? Or some of those other ones, right? AUAR. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a planning tool to help us to understand uh, different or analyze uh, different development scenarios and how they'll affect the environment. Uh, before development occurs, it's uh, really a tool that we can utilize as a community, and it's something that would be updated every five years, so it stays current. So it will go over environmental issues, transportation issues, multiple different things. Uh, it's kind of an environmental assessment worksheet. We've been talking about those EAWs, EISs, and this is uh, just a. An it's an EAW. I think John Charlo said this last night. It's an EAW that has the detail and the specificity of an EIS, and I don't expect everybody to know what those things are. <laughs> but clear things up here, folks. they are a precursor to anything that you would have to do in terms to uh, bring forest uh, development, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to cut the the timing down. Um, by up to a year before development would occur. So it's good for the city. It's good for developers. uh, It can be a marketing tool for us. There's about 25, did he say last night, 25 of them uh, around Minnesota or he's done. John Mm Chardlow from Stantec has done around 25 or something like that. But um, it will be a good tool for us as a community.
0: Now, uh, a little bit more specific on this, I understand as as the northwest a development area, kind of northwest of town. Is that what we're talking about? Is that where the focus of this particular uh, item is?
2: Yeah, that's right. So it's the... Uh it's it's uh, basically the entire northwest area that's incorporated from the city and then a little bit more than that so i think it was maybe around 800 acres i don't have my notes in front of me on that exact amount because it does take the sur- any surrounding area impact so it really identifies any all kinds of environmental questions infrastructure needs and then comes up with a mitigation plan related to that. And that mitigation determination actually serves as guidance on any development that occurs has to follow those rules and regulations that are identified as part of that. So when the mayor talked about expediting the process, that's, that's partly what this does. It kind of identifies all the issues and needs to a developer that they'll need to follow so they have more certainty and knowns going into it on what could happen. And there will actually be two scenarios that we go through, both consistent with our comprehensive plan of the city. Uh, one would be a technology center kind of concept, a single user um, that would be used uh, – Basically, a large portion of that property. An example of what we're kind of seeing out there in the market would be data centers would be a good example of that. Big buildings with a whole lot of servers storing data on the Internet. Um, another scenario would be an industrial park for the entire area that would be light industrial uses as well. So um, those are the two scenarios that we'll be going through, and there'll be a series of... Um, it's kind of kicking off in April with our boards and commissions, and then we've got two series of public comment periods that will be going through, um, the opportunity for people to weigh in on that, and then the report will address all of the comments, come up with mitigations, and come back to the council, wrapping up hopefully in June, where the council would adopt the final AUAR.
0: Mm-hmm. So that would be by June. <clears throat> all right. That's moving pretty quick on that. I guess it's yeah, you're no. not moving ground or anything, but... Uh, yeah, and I think one thing I, forgot, I think
2: we forgot to maybe mention too is, is that this is being paid for by XL Energy, and that's a value of somewhere between 150 and fifty and two hundred and $250,000 that this sometimes is valued at. And that's one of the benefits of us being in their program where they've identified this site as a potential for them to bring in business that would help them and also help meet the community goals. So really a great opportunity for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, Mayor Pownell and City Administrator Martig are with us. We're talking about last night's uh, council meeting. You also talked about uh, the Milltowns uh, State Trail. There's a, a budget request for that.
1: Yes, and this is something that's been in the works, as you know, Jeff, probably forever. It seems like Yeah, forever. 30 years at least oh since gosh. I've been here. <laughs> Yes, people have been dreaming about this for multiple generations, it feels like, yeah. And so it was just great. We've had requests um, before the state legislature to get into their bonding bill for a couple different times now, um, trying to find a way forward to help us cover the cost of the development of the Mill Towns Trail through our community to the Waterford Bridge, I think. Uh, just really advocating uh, for that. And this is, was that acknowledgement updating of the actual financial numbers that we would need to help build that out in partnership with the state since it is a state trail and uh, we're getting closer. We're getting closer in making those connections between Fairbow and cannon falls. It's been a missing link in the trail for some time. And Scott Haugen from the DNR was there last night, just really giving us an update on, uh, because there's different governmental jurisdictions really that are obviously overseeing uh, the, where the trail would run through different cities, townships, counties, Right. And so it's uh, probably not necessarily an easy thing, right, to get one of these trails built, obviously. Otherwise, it would have been done maybe yesterday. (laughs) Um, But it's just a really great opportunity for us as a community and takes a long time to shepherd things through. And um, we're working with the state to see if we can get some funding assistance to Mm -hmm. make it happen. All right.
0: Uh, That was it for the agenda items. Anything else you'd like to bring up while we have you here?
1: I would just say, I mean, last night and the city council members said that as well. That um, last night, there's there's a lot going on, you know, between the Fifth and Water Street redevelopment, the AUAR in the northwest area, uh, Milltowns Trail. There, it was really an economic vitality night. I think it's one of our six strategic priorities to help um, move our community forward uh, from an economic development standpoint. And just really pleased that there's so much work. Going on behind the scenes that's not you don't necessarily see it uh, yet, but it just giving an indication to folks it's happening and there's going to be some great opportunities to uh, watch to give us your feedback and input.
0: And uh, as uh, Ben had alluded to, uh, we had him on a couple of weeks ago. We had both of you on to talk about that uh, mm-hmm. the meeting you had. I think that was two weeks ago. That uh, interview is available online at our uh, website. But more importantly, you have a couple of uh, open houses that are coming up. So we'll keep you posted on when those are, folks. There is a lot going on in Northfield right now, and you can be a part of it. You're not being left out. You have an open invitation.
2: Yeah, and I, maybe if I could just close and say thank you to the mayor of the Human Rights Commission, um, and then uh, recognition of Emmaus Church for the Martin Luther King Jr. event. Emmaus Church was awarded the Human Rights Award this year, and the mayor had an inspire, inspiring words for the community, and we had a keynote speaker at the event. Uh, just very thankful that our community um, supports um, Supports efforts for being welcoming and inclusive, and uh, was really a, a nice event uh, where we had a holiday. We, we celebrated that holiday uh, together.
0: Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, Appreciate thank it. You. Thanks, Northfield Mayor Rhonda Paudel and City Administrator Ben Marting. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080, KYMN Northfield. We have uh, Rich standing by. Excuse me. uh, Yeah, Rich is coming in. He's got local news in just a moment or so. And Tim McNiff, news with the side of sports, too.
1: Are you looking to buy your first home? Upgrade to...